0: Hello and welcome to the final episode of the 1988 season of Movie of the Year. I am your host, Greg. I am proud to be with you tonight. I always imagine the show takes place at night. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. refer to it, but you know why? Because it's fucking classy. Yeah. 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 There's
1: no there's daytime tuxedo,
0: only classy things happen at night. And this is the classiest of all potential episodes. Of movie of the year.
1: And I'm sorry, I just want to correct Taylor real quickly. Uh, Classy things only happen at night. Not all things that happen at night no, are classy. Some things, of them are dirty. No, dude.
2: all things that happen at night are classy. These are my. I, bu- I know what I said.
0: These are my buddies, Taylor, whose voice you just
2: heard. That's me and Ryan, of course. Yeah,
1: I guess I I still get to be here, even yeah. though I'm not best friend for like weeks now. Yeah. You yeah, know, I'm not gonna be best friend I'm, for weeks.
2: I'm best friend for a very long time. Yeah, you want to get that last episode? Yeah, I played the long game. Yeah. How much
1: macaroni and cheese have you been making, Taylor?
2: Ooh, how much is too much? So trick question. There's no such an answer. We are
0: going to pick the movie of the year winner not on this episode but on the next episode but this is sort of like you should the, still listen to this one this is the beginning of actually picking the winner um are you guys nervous at all
1: i will say this i uh went to prep for the show you know i typically uh, as you do rent a cabin in the woods and i sit there And this is every week for every show yeah. and do my prep at my old school typewriter and uh, i know what the first four battles are yeah. And I it was hard for me to pick a winner in many of them. Like I still don't know exactly
2: what I am going to say as far as the movie of the year. Oh, well, yeah. that seems and That's that the seems, name of the show. That seems very stupid for you because I know exactly what I'm going to say in every single situation. again.
0: Is that true you like have thought ahead
2: of time of how you're going to answer? Yeah, I I think there are maybe one or two matchups that I would be like these are sort of uh, an even match for me, but yeah. f- for the most part, there are very clear winners, and Wieners. i'm gonna and Wieners. I'm gonna come real hard at the ones that I think are not the winners. it's
1: crazy how we took the year eighty eight and we took it from thirty two to sixteen to eight, and even after all of that, there's gonna be some slam dunks tonight, like yeah. you would think that this would all be tough, but some of these in the first round, we sort of know what's gonna happen
0: yeah i I feel like. One of the things I learned over the course of doing the show about nineteen eighty eight is although it is and Ryan you pointed this out in the first episode, it's worth pointing out, like this is considered one of the great years of cinema, like one of the greatest years of cinema. And then also corresponds with our childhood in such a way, right? Where it's like important to us. But thinking of it as a year where only stellar blockbuster movies came out, I was surprised that there were like the haves and have nots of the
2: final eight.
1: Well, I mean, is that because some of them were disappointing or because some of them were so spectacular that they shut down every movie in front of them?
2: I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I think there are some movies in this list that have now rocketed up to some of my like favorites of all time. Yeah. Naked Gun. Yeah, uh, uh, but then there's others that I think were huge and uh, on revisiting have dropped a little bit in estimation. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of both. For me, I have to say... Every
0: American movie that we watched from this year dropped for me, at least a little bit. Uh, both of the Japanese movies that we watched, like those, are the movies that are like have really stuck with me. Yeah, dude, you guys, I think Akira changed my fucking life. I I, like, I agree. I can't stop thinking about Akira, and I'm a total Akira stan now. Like when I heard that the Akira movie was going to be delayed because of uh, Thor, you
1: were glad or sad? Uh, or rad
0: i was rad <laughs> uh, i imme- skateboarded a lot. I immediately did a kickflip and drank 20 ounces of mountain dew right to my head but uh it let me just put it this way the news had emotional impact on me i was a little bit sad but not like broken up or anything but before we did this season akira news could not have any impact on me one way or another
1: you assumed it was all about akira kurosawa
0: yeah, who he makes mad films, mm-hmm. you know? And if I made a mad film, you know I'm going to include a samurai.
1: The exciting thing... One of the exciting things about tonight... There's so many exciting things. We're in tuxedos. It's yeah. nighttime, uh, but one of them it's is... It's super
0: warm, but we're just, like, in these tuxes, just sweating. It's des- a soiree. Despite <laughs> the fact that
1: uh, Mike is still missing and is not here to... Somebody do, like,
0: should fucking find Mike. We don't
1: have time for that shit, dude. Okay, They're, sorry. We're going to do that later. We'll table that. This is the 88 finale. Like yeah. We can't find Mike tonight. Uh, <laughs> Mike but although well, hit-
0: all I said was somebody should find oh, Mike. Yeah. Okay, not the three of us. No, of course not.
1: Uh, although he is not here to pick the movie of the year, he did vote on all of the awards that are coming out, and Mike hated Akira,
0: hated Akira, yeah. and so he was like chomping yes. to like say that. Like as, like as soon as the show started, I was like, "Hello and welcome," and he's like, "I fucking
2: I hated this movie." <laughs>
1: Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that his votes go up against your guys' votes. And I feel like that I'm the mama bear. I'm uh-huh. like right in the middle of it. or is that baby bear? No,
2: you're yeah, baby mama bear's right in the middle. bear. Do, 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 do. I shouldn't
1: have said that. Um you shouldn't have. I thought Akira was good. Uh, but then we have two fanny boys and one hater. Yeah. So I don't know what that's gonna do to the awards.
0: Yeah, but it's not for me, it's not just Akira, because I can I can see that Akira is my bullshit. That's something I yes. have to work with. But Totoro, the most boring movie of all time. Dude, I'm thinking about this movie like every day, all the time. Every day. Those little girls, like man, they were such good sisters. <laughs>
2: Greg, are you actually tearing up right now? I'm that? actually
0: tearing up. <laughs> because dude, I think that was the most realistic like depiction of like the re of like the reality of two little girls as sisters going through the world yeah. of any movie that I've and, ever and, seen. And
1: like actual children, not children who have the dialogue of a 32-year-old no. yeah. like Vietnam veteran.
0: Man, they get into their new house and they just run around in circles for a while. So it's barefooted. So I I and then like when I watched Beetlejuice, I was like what the fuck. So I that's how most my reaction to most of the American movies was like to be a little plus. I, I think the
1: confused. big thing that I realized, and maybe this just comes from doing a whole show about a movie. Maybe this is the case for every year. But what it seemed like for idiot to me, as far as American movies go, is we got a bunch of blockbusters. Like we're not doing like no independent films made the top eight. Yeah. Um, who that's all,
0: that is a very interesting about this year. These are all the except for the all the American movies are the biggest dumbest American movies of the year. Yeah.
1: But I feel like that with rare exception most of them were like trying to figure out how do we say something as a blockbuster uh-huh. you know like dealing with autism or you know the racism in LA or uh you know toxic masculinity and what yeah. it's like to be a uh, action hero and what if a normal guy was an action hero what do you have to do i feel like uh, a lot of our blockbusters tried to do something more and i think they were mostly successful at
0: yeah. that yeah well you guys it's time, dude. We're just going to have to get into it. I can feel I'm already fired up. I'm ready to do it when we come back. Oh, shit. No, I don't want to <laughs> get rid of any of that. No, I'm so ready, dude. Round one, battle one, after this brief, I guess, sound effect, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Round one, battle one. It is Die Hard versus Rain Man. So Rain Man was a good movie. Yeah, it was first. Oh, Okay, I don't want to cut anything short or anything like that, but You're I right. feel like it might just be organic of us right now to say that this is probably like a, a slam dunk, right?
2: Yeah, I, th- I Rain Man is a fine movie, but it definitely strikes me as like the 1988 version of like Amer like American Beauty, yeah, where it was like it was a big deal for the time, but in retrospect, like okay, okay, Ryan. Is it that bad? Is it as bad as American Beauty?
1: I don't think it's that, like, it's not that try hard and it's not that trying to be so woke and it turns out that, like, 20 years later, it's anti-woke. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. But I do get some American Beauty, Jazz Singer, sort of like, Jazz Singer was the first talkie, so we should respect it for that. But it's also boring and horribly racist. <laughs> um,
0: two two strikes against it. It's, yeah.
1: it's a fine drama and it's a mainstream drama that... Taught us all about the word, the a word, yeah, you know, um, but it does show its age, and what it launched from itself is n- less memorable mm-hmm. than what Die Hard did. When you're watching Die Hard, you can see like I'm so happy that in this long range of action movies, you were this like monolith that yeah. came down and changed everything forever. Rain a Man changed
0: Naka Plaza. Yeah.
1: Rain Man changed autism dramas forever, I guess. Yeah. We can't we can never go back and be before Rain Man. But it's still ultimately like a cotton candy autism drama.
0: I also feel personally like it didn't quite wrap its arms around autism before trying to tackle it as a subject.
1: You can feel it wanting Dustin Hoffman <laughs> to get an Oscar more than you feel it wanting to like let right. people know about autism.
0: Uh, yeah, I felt like it really could have done more. I spent so much of that movie being like... "What?" And I think the point of the movie is that nobody is, is is sensitive enough to Raymond. But I spent so much of it being like, stop touching him. Stop yelling at there him. There are easy rules here. Stop touching his Autism's stuff. Autism is like... They're basically gremlins, right? He Just give, follow the three rules. He will give you a list of rules about how to interact with him. Don't touch his books. Like... Uh, and that I found it so upsetting. And I do think that was part of the point of the movie, but the movie didn't lean on it enough to where I felt like, hey, you're portraying Tom Cruise's character as being like abusive. The, but the thing that I took away from that movie that I liked quite a bit was the point of Raymond may be autistic, but he is way better at interacting with people uh-huh, yeah. than his, he we- has more understanding his and more weird-ass brother <laughs> who is like an alien from another fucking world. And Tom Cruise is really good at playing that part as much as he's also good at playing like very relatable guys.
1: Let me ask you this. Movie of the year, the podcast, is supposed to replace the Oscars at some point? Yeah,
0: like in a couple of years. Well, not tomorrow. Yeah, but, it's not yeah. going to happen
1: like tomorrow. But Rayman won Best Picture. Do you think that's evidence of the Oscars being just completely worthless bullshit? Or having watched Rayman, you're like, it's not a perfect movie, but that makes sense. Like in the year, you got to give it to Rayman.
2: Yeah, I feel like that is. I think we have a different rubric, but also Stanley I, Rubric. Yeah, but I, but I also think that it's it, me,
0: your friend Stanley Rubric. Get out of here, Stanley. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you doing the podcast thing? <laughs> yes, the oh, door was locked. Goodness. How'd you get in? I picked the lock. Bye, everybody. Bye, Stanley. Been Stanley Rubric. <laughs> if became Stanley Rubric at the end.
2: Well, I, but I, I think we have a different rubric that we grade on, and also I think. At the time, it was a very important film. Now we know a little bit better, and with some distance, it's not as groundbreaking or interesting to watch. Man, we
0: could reel off 10 worse Best Picture winners than Rain Man. I'm sure, yes. Yeah.
1: But watching Rain Man, or in the Rain Man episode of Movie of the Year, we brought up Green Book half a dozen times yeah. at least. Because
0: um, anytime you get a chance to dunk on Green Book, you're yeah. <laughs> you processing. have to take it. Dude. It's like
2: a fucking Green Book or a Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, your your what have you? Yeah. But it, it, I would say that it is crashes. one of the ones where
1: it's not a crash. I would say I would say it's more like I get what people were feeling at the time. Yeah, crash. They were like, I bet we're gonna look so cool if we vote uh-huh. for this. And Rayman, they were just swept up in it. And then now, it's there's so many better movies that weren't nominated that we reviewed uh, in this season that are better
0: our review of rain man is it's fine uh-huh you know like it, it, it's you know, it's okay it didn't it, it's not so bad but it's not so good
1: and at no point did either one of the Babbitt brothers say to the other one hey Babbitt." so what are we gonna do
0: yeah, yeah. and nobody everyone like you know like uh, hey come out to the coast have a good time, <laughs>
2: that is true yeah.
1: they were never in vents
0: yeah
2: be yeah. in vents guys just be in vents
0: uh, anything else we want to say about Raymond? For oh, I want to say one more thing about Raymond, uh, Rain Man, is that eighties uh, were like a really cool car time, uh-huh. and this movie really leaned into car culture. The beginning of this movie is five minutes of just looking at Lamborghinis being loaded off a ship. Just like, don't we all like looking at Lamborghini Countachs, everybody?
1: And I wonder if that was like a Tom Cruise thing in the late 80s, like planes. Uh-huh. Was there a train movie where Tom <laughs> Cruise is hanging out with the dopest looking trains? <laughs> These
0: model trains are the best. But I am going to call for a vote now. Taylor, what should move on? DeHard or Van Man?
2: Obviously, it's... No, it's Die Hard. Oh, fuck. You almost fucked us up. Oh, that was a good one. It's Die Hard.
0: Yeah. Don't do trick votes because that's (laughs) cost us in the past. All right. Die Hard is moving on. When we come back, the winner of our first Moody for this year coming at you. Okay. We are going to release some of our moodies right now give them to their winners who i assume have arrived have all the winners arrived do we know and most i think most of them are dead right
1: 88 that was so long
0: ago 88 i don't think anybody if they are alive i think they're kind of playing dead because they're embarrassed
1: if you were alive in 88 and you're not still alive what the fuck dude oh my god
0: you probably you're look being like, an idiot you probably look like an old wrinkly nutsack. all right ryan speaking of old wrinkly nutsacks. speaking of Beautiful leading ladies, let's throw to you with the first category. First
1: category is Best Supporting Actress. Gentlemen, your nominees are, first up, Bonnie Bedelia from Die Hard.
0: Now, right off the bat, here's something I have to say.
1: She has the name of a uh, children's book character? Dude,
0: is her name seriously Bonnie Bedelia? Bonnie Bedelia. I think I have thought basically the entire time we've known each other that you were doing a bit where you pretend like the lead actress from this movie is named Bonnie Bedelia, but that is legit her name. That's her real name, yeah. I,
2: if for ju- when you just said that, I, in my mind, replaced it with uh, what is, uh, Bobby Bonilla, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> who gets paid
1: like a million dollars every year for not playing baseball. And going off baseball, uh, it's one of those things where, like, if you're a baseball fan, you're used to the name, but if you're not, the first time you hear the name Albert Pujols, you're like, what the? <laughs> that can't be a real name. His
0: name is Do- Pujols. Albert Pujols. Okay, Legit question, sidebar. Do you think this would be a good documentary? You follow Bobby Bonilla on multiple days over the course of like 10 years, five years, where it's the day that he gets a million dollars because it's on a set day every yeah. year. And you just chronicle what is Bo- what is Bobby Bonilla million dollar day like in 99,
2: in 2000, 2015. That would be amazing. It's like the boyhood of Bobby Bonilla. Okay. Bobby Bonilla. Isn't
1: it important though that he starts with a zero dollar bank account? Because <laughs> like, and then he's waiting for that check. Like <laughs> in January, he's like, "All right, I fucked up this year, but next year I'm gonna make that million dollars." Count. Get
2: a oh, cool so it's like million. the Steve Jobs, where every year we're tuning right. into his new product. <laughs> and we
0: just lunch. go through all the years. So, besides Bobby Benia, who else has been nominated?
1: Your next nominee is Joanna Cassidy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This she's, is
0: she's like the waitress lady. Yes, A server. Correct. Yeah, oh, I'm she's sorry. She's a server. Um, yeah, she's she's good. She was yeah. in the movie. Uh, the The
2: way they drew her was very realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she looked like a real she, person. Yeah, she was like uh, the technology for photorealism was far surpassed.
0: I almost felt like her whole role in that movie was to be like, "Sure, this is what I look like, but I'm a real woman." It's hard. <laughs> At least I'm not a fucking cartoon.
1: It's hard to be her in a movie with Jessica Rabbit. And yeah, she'd be like, I have real things. <laughs> I have, I, my boobs are real. The next one is uh, Valeria Golina from rain man yes charlie babbitt uh on again off again girlfriend
0: yeah this is a weird role to have to play because she's just someone who the whole time you're just like honey get away from uh-huh. him, <laughs> like stop talking to this boy forever and then she kisses
1: a mentally
0: handicapped person yeah. in the elevator but she is so charming and wonderful for most of the movie
2: i forgot that valeria was a name for people who aren't Comic like, book nerds, yeah, yeah. Who who aren't like children Figarian. of the Fantastic
1: Four? <laughs> Just to keep everybody updated, uh, that is the name that I want to name my daughter. I don't have any kids. Uh, the wife is still against it. I uh-huh. will let you guys know. She when... wants
2: to name her Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yes, and then my last.
1: She wants name. to
0: go with Viserys. The next nominee
1: is from Beetlejuice. It's Catherine O'Hara. Uh,
0: yes. Okay. I feel like on name recognition, you're like Catherine O'Hara. Yes. But this character was shallow and hardly gave her anything to do. Yeah, and honestly, watching it in the post, like Shit's Creek post Christopher Guest era, it feels like an offensive character for her to be playing. It's like, it, it, yes. there's no depth to it at all. She's not interesting.
2: Her her Fyc uh, moment though was when she says, "This is my art and it is dangerous." <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's one. Of those she
2: does things.
1: have a lot of moments like that. I think I think this is a good nominee.
2: And and when she like threatens to like burn the house down uh-huh. while while threatening her husband, but ah. so matter-of-factly, like yeah. this is how
1: our marriage works. I will burn the house down.
2: Yeah, I I, I like talking a lot about how marriage works. But you're right, this is not Catherine O'Hara's best role. I guess because she is, was in that show, Shit Shit Creek. What's it called? Shit Creek? Creek.
0: Okay, here's what it is. Shits Creek has revealed that you can have extremely idiosyncratic characters who are still worthy of love. And I feel like this character is basically an earlier version of Moira Rose before we knew that Moira Rose should be loved and cared for.
1: I haven't seen a lot of Shits Creek, but let me ask you this about Moira Rose, because uh, Catherine O'Hara does this in Beetlejuice. They order... Chinese food, and then she dresses like a Chinese lady to come downstairs and eat it. Uh huh. That's Delia Dietz.
0: Yeah, that would, That I feel like Moira Rose would do that. Or um, the one thing she does that's different as Moira Rose is, I don't know if you realize, but at one point she was like wearing gloves as a hat. Yes. <laughs> I don't feel like Moira Rose would do that. I think she would wear like a hat as a hat, a wig and a hat as one yes. hat.
1: Isn't that a hat on a hat on a hat
0: though? Or, or uh, do we have any more nominees here? Your
1: final nominee, all right, is Mercedes Rule from Big. This is Josh's mom, who didn't get a lot of screen time, but uh, in a wacky comedy, had to deal with a kidnapping
2: yeah, situation. she was yeah. in a
0: completely different movie. Give Me Back My Son. This was ransom for mom. I
2: want to know if they ever showed that actress Malora the rest of the movie. Because yeah. her performance is straight up like horror movie home invasion. Here's
0: what I would have done. I would have, if I made this movie, Penny Marshall, if you want to take notes. That, that's, that's cool. Um, I would have been like never had the movie consider what happened to his parents. Yeah. Instead, what the movie did is they wanted to consider what happened specifically to his mom. I assume his dad just gets up every day and goes about his, his story. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever see his dad he's in that movie? In two scenes in the beginning of the movie where he walks through and he's like, Hey sport. And then, and I watched
1: the extended version, and he's got a bunch of scenes. Oh, yeah. But they're all definitely should be cut scenes.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, But the mom spends the entire movie crying on the phone or threatening to kill Tom Hanks as her son.
1: And it's so crazy that they were like, oh, we want to do one of these body-swapping comedies. And then for a little bit of the movie, dealing with the actual reality of a body-swapping comedy. Like, it's
0: horrifying shit. Very horrifying. Well, Gregory. I have the envelope here. It's a, Oh, man. It's a wily guy, but I'm getting it.
1: Well, you know how envelopes are and these I'm days.
0: And I'm opening it right up. And our winner of the Moody for 1988 Best Supporting Actress is... Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara! That makes so much sense. And I, I remember that nobody specifically shit on that performance
2: before we announced. <laughs> yeah,
0: I also remember that. That she was the winner. <laughs> I believe that
2: everyone universally said that Catherine Look, O'Hara was great.
1: We are the foremost film critics of yeah. this day and age.
2: There's only
0: three of us. Though. But we
1: also have our things. And Catherine O'Hara is like our thing. So she's going to take this
0: down. Yeah, She's nominated. That makes sense. R- name recogni- recognition is going to get it for her. Alan Tudyk. Probably could win best actress if he had been in a movie. He's got two dicks. Congratulations, Catherine O'Hara! Come on down, get your Moody. It's yours. We'll hold it in the still meantime. alive. By the way, still alive, still living is the Moody that you will be presented for this. It's a small man we put on a pedestal, and he needs to be fed. When we come back, what is the male version of an actress? Actor <laughs> Gregory. Yes, Ryan.
1: Gorgon. Gorgon. The male version is best supporting actor.
0: Ah! That, that explains a lot. Man. So that, a male actress is an actor. Oh. These okay. are a bunch what of Ellen One dicks
1: <laughs> who were nominated. Your first nominee is Christopher Lloyd from Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
2: Uh, an icon, uh, a touchstone performance for an actor with a storied career. This is
1: from Touchstone Pictures. So yes. that does make sense.
2: I knew that. I did that intentionally. <laughs> Christopher
0: Lloyd always has to go a little big. Mm-hmm. I think when your hair and eyes No, are this is like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we're just having fun. We're just being a couple
1: cut ups. But you got to admit that he stayed small for a long time. So it's the pictures that got big until he. It was the, in that final warehouse. But and then he got big, big. See,
0: honestly, I feel like when you know that he's attuned the entire time. You can even see how his restraint is a tunish version of it's a restraint, big restraint, and that's yeah. part of what is good about capital this, R restraint, this performance. Uh, but it certainly was broad, as all his are. Um, but I, I think we can find somebody better than this.
1: It's crazy. We'll see. This guy, this guy might be a Hall of Fame contender between yeah. Back to the Future and that trilogy, and then Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then finishing up with Angels in the Outfield. A uh-huh. major part of our childhood. Hot
0: Ice is still really big around these parts.
1: Your next nominee, and this was surprising to me, but I'm going to blame it on floor
2: pianos, is Robert Loggia from Big. I mean, yeah. Listen, he only has a little bit in the movie, but the floor piano scene on its own is incredible. We
1: yeah. talked about how, like, they were nervous that they were going to be get replaced on yeah. the floor piano, and they did it. Is that why he's nominated? I, okay. I think
2: so.
0: Here's what here's, – I think it is, but here's why I think it's kind of legitimate. I think when you know that story and then you watch the performance, it makes you realize this is tough what they're trying to do. It was so hard that they brought in people so that they could cut to just the back of them and have them do that. And you see that in a lot of movies where a dancer is re- – the actor is replaced by, like, a real dancer or something. And because of the fact that they do it, but they don't do it perfectly, they do it like kind of half-assedly or shittily in some ways, but they actually do it and it's really them the whole time. I don't know. I think it's valid. I think it's one of the biggest moments of one of the biggest movies called Big 88. Called itself big.
1: Plus the way that he was like, what are you, a straight white man? Let me promote you. And he put so much heart into those speeches. That's true. I appreciate that.
2: Hopefully we do better than him, though.
1: Your next nominee is from Die Hard. It's Alan Rickman.
2: Guys, I think I found my front runner for this award. Uh-huh. Alan Rickman was, in, like, he's the reason Alan Rickman is famous. Over is Galaxy Alan,
0: Quest? Alan Rickman is the reason. Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman is the reason. Is Alan Rickman is so well put. Best I mean, friend, listen,
2: Gal- Galaxy Quest, great movie. I watched it fairly recently. For a PG movie, has a lot of plot points that revolve around Sigourney Weaver's cleavage. Uh-huh. Very oh, strange. Oh yeah, she is
1: rocking the cleave in that movie.
2: Yeah. I think that's something
0: we can all get behind ironically.
1: And then Harry <laughs> Potter, he played Jordy McScrubby, yes, exactly. The Dark Professor,
2: but I uh, this role made it adjusted the way that villains were played for years. Like everyone's like, yeah, well, now we all have to be like ger- like German I- like immigrants. It Let's also cre-
0: it taught us that uh, you don't just have to do one accent.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know your character is from
0: Russian, a
1: country, random European country, yeah. American. He does you a little bit. Up,
0: you wake up that day. You just have a different accent every day. That's okay.
1: I love in Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third in the series, they went to uh, Oscar-winning, probably stage uh, perfect, uh, Jeremy Irons. Mr. Instead. Jeremy Irons. Um, more like Alan Rickman, please. As much as you can. Also, you're going to be Alan Rickman's brother, and please just be as much Alan Rickman as you can. Because uh-huh. Die Hard 2 had no Alan Rickman, and we didn't like that, and we need more Alan Rickman.
0: You're going to have to be naked Alan Rickman.
1: <laughs> Your next nominee. From Beetlejuice, and there's a lot of uh supporting actors here. It's Glenn Shaddix, who played Otho,
0: yeah, yeah
1: this uh, is that, the, this is not surprising to you me no. this
0: is the this is the only supporting actor, yeah, uh, like because Alec Baldwin himself will tell you he did terrible, and we know what he what he can do, and he doesn't do any of his cool moves. In this we movie. did
1: put Alec Baldwin in the supporting actor category for this. Uh, did not did not even come close to getting nominated. Yeah. Like, he's just standing there being barely Alec Baldwin the whole time. But yeah. Otho is full on Otho the
2: whole time. Yeah, and Otho, he really commits to being like the guy who, he is an interior designer who of has course. moved to the middle of nowhere for of no course. reason. Of course. But also, oh, like
1: an indoor outhouse.
2: Yes, but also like he's above it all, but uh-huh. also very into mysticism. And he knows all of this stuff and he's still a know-it-all in that. Yeah. And that that character is great. Such an iconic character that Beetlejuice, the ghost,
1: not the movie, but the ghost, knew how to scare him the most, and that was not to like go like rah, but put him in a leisure suit. That is the thing that would like freak him out the most.
0: Yes, if there were a movie called Otho, I think I would watch it. Even if it'll probably be his adventures in the occult, right? Yeah, like how did he find out so much about the Book of the Dead? The whole movie, you're like, this guy doesn't really know about the occult, but by the end of the movie, you're like, dude, that dude's basically a dark prince. Yeah. He belongs with Sabrina.
1: Your next nominee is also from Die Hard. It's Reginald Bell Johnson. And I have to say that I don't know if it's Family Matters that is so beloved or Die Hard on this show. But come on, guys. Does this guy... I know he's an important... He sucks in this movie. John McClane really needs him, but... He's a part of the movie. He's He's a part of the movie.
0: I think it's really weird that his whole arc is, I shot a kid... And at the end of the movie, the way he gets over that is he shoots somebody else <laughs> in the chest. And in between that, it's all this guy being a hapless, weird cop, like someone who probably should not be a police officer because all he does is eat and avoid danger. How it
1: should have worked is a little kid shoots Reginald Bell Johnson, yeah. bounces off his shield or his badge, and then kills the last diehard bad guy.
2: And then he's like, you know what, kid? You're all right. I'm not going to kill any more of you. <laughs> All right, so
1: we have Christopher Lloyd, Robert Loggia, Alan Rickman, Glenn Shaddix, and Reginald Bell Johnson. Do we have any idea how this is going to go? I,
2: I do not. This must have been the
0: biggest slam dunk of any of these awards. <laughs>
2: gentlemen, I have this here envelope, Open and it I'm up. Going to open it right oh, up. Oh, I'm hearing those crinkles. Look at those crinkles. He's opening it right up. All right, gentlemen, the winner of Best Supporting Actor for 1988 is Alan Rickman what? from Die Hard. <laughs> Whoa,
0: crazy. Uh, Only this podcast has the courage to say, we think Hans Gruber is a good performance.
1: I will say this. um, Of all the people voting for the Moody's, and it's us, Mike missing in action, the board, all of our fans, everybody. Probably more, yeah. uh, This is the only person who uh, got only first place votes. Yeah. (laughs) because It was unanimous (laughs) that this guy is best supporting actor. It's fucking
2: Alan Rickman. Yeah.
0: And besides Otho. Yeah. Who (laughs) even matters? But Alan Rickman as Otho still would have been great. Yeah. We can dream. We can only dream. When we come back, we are going to have round one, battle two. All right, let's get to another one of these matchups. Round one, battle two is Akira versus the Naked Gun. I feel like we've do we have a tussle on our hands, guys? Like, we no. have a tussle on our hands. Yeah, no, we, we do not. absolutely
1: have a tussle on our hands. I do you
0: not, not have a tussle. This is not a slammy D.
1: This is not a slammy D.
0: What? This is one of the first round's toughest matchups. This is insane to me, you guys. The Naked Gun was
1: fine. Whoa, 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 whoa! The Naked Gun was. You set your own bar, and the Naked Gun cleared that bar more than any other movie that has ever cleared a bar in the history of Hollywood cinematic filming. Okay, celluloid.
2: fine. But when both movies clear their bar, the one with the higher bar—did they, bar, they both clear their bar? I think that they absolutely one. Did. One I, movie I had agree a bunch of—they cr- both cleared their bar.
1: One had a bunch of cool stuff in it and was a uh, a movie that had a lot of faults and weird things happen and was maybe not the best way to tell a story. And okay, the other, and then the and other, the other one secure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Ha ha.
0: Boom. No. You know what? You're getting points, but they're going to be in the next episode, <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Uh, listen. The, the naked, naked Gun is
2: 1988. Oh, oh no, that's not correct. That, that is what the Naked was Gun all is. A, about. The Naked Gun is a movie, is what na- the I, Naked Gun is. I
0: do have to say, I think we have to be very cognizant of the fact with these Japanese movies that at least we're kind of talking about American culture in 1988, aren't we? Because I don't. Is that when Akira was big? Was in 1988 in America? I I believe so. Yeah. It, it was
1: no. It was a couple years later. It was like seven years later.
0: Nah. I think it was popping off in Japan right like a while before it came here.
1: but is Japan America? We don't know.
0: Back then, I feel like there was a real strong push, like you know, one day basically Japan and America are going to be the same place. Yeah. And now every time you see a sci-fi movie, it's like, well, you know, one day basically America, and China are going to be the same place. Also, or Japan. What happened? Why did you get left out?
1: I want to make sure that when we're voting, we're not just picking things that are like straight up our ass. Like Akira was just made for you, whereas Naked Gun, like that's not my sort of that's thing. for everybody, oh, right, you're right. Right. Yeah. That's no. just that's something that everyone <laughs> enjoys.
2: Okay, uh, let me put it this way: Which of these movies has OJ Simpson in it?
1: This is the most uh, Taylor movie versus. Ryan movie, just punching and each other. And
0: I, this is like our whole relationship because I am just right in the middle of
2: you guys yeah. because I love both of these movies. It's, I liked The Naked Gun. I don't, not enough. No, well, I, it was, it was good. And did if, you see
0: this movie when you were a kid, The Naked Gun?
2: I, I did, but like, in a way that I didn't remember it. So yeah. this, It was the
1: porno version?
2: Yeah, so this, this the naked, version naked was, gun. yeah. <laughs> the, this watch was, is the most fresh in my mind. And it's, it's good. It, a lot of it holds up a lot more than I would expect. Yeah. But, guys, it's fucking Akira.
1: Let me ask you guys this, and this means nothing for this conversation, but I'll ask you anyway. We have legions of listeners. And, you know, there are listeners. Who is the type of person that would listen to a podcast about movies? It's them. What are they more irate about? Akira getting bumped or Nicky Gun getting bumped?
0: You know, I think what they would be most irate about is, is if we were not true to ourselves and our own vision of this show. But I do think it's also going to go along the lines that they, they would like. I don't want us to discount The Naked Gun.
1: When oh, I, you're voting for Akira. You're totally voting for Akira. But
0: I, I do think if there's anything we need to say about Naked Gun before we <laughs> take it out back,
2: you know, if there's any piece we need to make with the Naked it's, Gun. It's a, it's a good movie. Leslie and Nielsen it, fucking kills yes in this movie. Leslie Nielsen's great. It's, it's
0: a, way
1: funnier than Akira.
2: It is funnier you know what? than Akira. But, but Leslie Nielsen that.
1: doesn't have the Tatsuo arm at any point. One yeah. thing
0: I want to say is if Mike were here, if please, Mike, come home. We miss you. We'll do
1: nothing to make that happen, but sure.
0: And either way for me, but if Mike were here, he would say it's not fair that comedy just doesn't get any credit. And I think specifically what he would say is Greg doesn't get enough credit. No, I think specifically what he would say is Leslie Nielsen's performance here. He was never going to win an Oscar for this, but it's pitch perfect. He's Andy Kendrick in this movie. This is the perfect performance. And... The movie itself, as you said, Ryan, it what it sets out to be, it is 100%. And I have seen a lot of, like, these satire parodies that are just awful, right? The yeah. I mean, like... scary movies. It's sort of movies.
1: Airplane, Top Secret, and Naked Gun. Like, that's that's all that we have, uh-huh. Mel Brooks aside. Like, everything else is kind of bullshit because they can't compare to The Naked Gun and its greatness. However, we have dozens of movies that are exactly like Akira.
0: yeah. <laughs> The thing Akira did though is it changed the whole fucking world. <laughs> yeah. So that, <laughs> it like, only it only has that going for it. It it basically shifted pop culture in almost every country for the rest of existence.
1: Well, let me ask you guys this. What's it going to be like to not be able to sleep tonight? Because you moved bullshit on. Now I hate Akira oh, more than Mike oh, does. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You hate you hate
2: Kanye West's joint favorite movie with There Will Be Blood? My favorite <laughs> fact about Kanye West. But no, he watches it in
1: such a way where it's split screen the entire time. I've never seen that movie. I don't know what it's like to watch those two movies at the That's same time. That's
0: fair. Mike and Mike's wonderful wife, Renee, both did hate this movie so much. I think the fact that he watched it with his wife and she hated it made it, like... Even
2: worse for which, him,
1: which makes him seem like a weak movie critic
2: and a weak man. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. No, uh, yeah. you, you said yeah. that as if you were opening up for conversation. But no, but there's no argument. there was there. Yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, there was no. Follow-up. He's a weak
0: man. I am calling for a vote. Greg, Taylor,
1: Greg, come on, baby, Greg, you got this.
0: Yes.
2: Which movie do you believe should move forward? Akira
0: here? <laughs> or okay, Akira. Third I'm just
2: Akira. gonna, I'm just gonna cut, I'm gonna cut you off. I think we all know where that's headed. Ryan, it's the Naked Gun. Greg, you are in charge of our fates.
0: This is Greg. when my least favorite thing happens, which is my opinion matters. <laughs> <laughs> but I love The Naked Gun. It's a very good movie. Akira changed pop culture, and I think it changed my life, you guys. Yeah. I don't know what's going it's on. It's a very good movie. <laughs> Akira is moving on. When do we come back? The award for best on-screen duo.
1: On-screen duo. Now, this means a couple things. We, we uh... You
0: have to be on-screen. We got rid of like That's best couple. One.
1: This is not just about romance anymore. It's not just about friendship. It could be like you love each other, you like each other, you hate each other. Yeah, but you're on screen at the same time. Do
0: you have the chemistry? Two actors having the chemistry, so that spark, baby. Yeah, can make everything. Do good. you have the spark
1: to make box o ba Do you?
0: Are you gonna make box boxo? Hey, buddy,
1: what's going on? That's what the variety head. The variety headlines were all gibberish. They said box off That's
2: the eighties were a crazy time. Nobody in Hollywood can read. That checks out.
1: On screen duo, gentlemen, your nominees are.
2: John McClane
1: and Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Now, Hans Gruber has one award. Yes. Does that predict the future?
2: I I don't think so, because I there are a, a myriad of uh, areas where a solo performance cannot bring up a duo performance.
1: And we've got, what, two scenes here? We've got um, the big finale, yes. and then when Hans Gruber is acting American and fooling John McClane, or is he? We don't know.
0: Well... Dude, that's the whole thing. The, the whole The whole movie between the two of these guys is that scene where they are interacting with each other and not one hundred percent sure who the other is, and then sort of like discovering it over time. Yeah, they
1: both are figuring out different things at different times.
0: It's they are both, delivering, which is
1: that's that's what relationships are.
0: That that is what relationships are. They're both delivering good performances, but their scenes together are not the best performances.
1: Of them in the movie. Of
0: them in the movie. So I think that might hold them back. But I do have to say, I, I could see it very easily being best actor is Bruce Willis, best supporting actor is Alan Rickman, and then best losing duo this duo is these two. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, your next one is I think what people think more of as the heart of the movie, which is John and Powell from Die Hard.
0: That's really the yeah. That's the heart and soul of the movie, right? Um,
1: this is when John McClane like just like has like treats. Reginald Bell Johnson from the hit show Family Matters as his therapist. Yeah. Like yeah. grabs a walkie-talkie and is like, hey man, killed a guy. Did you kill a guy? And Reginald Bell Johnson's like, yeah, I killed a guy. It's funny
0: you bring that up. I also
2: killed a guy. <laughs> like, yes, I have done that.
1: Harriet Winslow was so upset at me. It
0: is some of the only weird movie-ish stuff Die Hard does, though, where it's more like a movie than like what might really happen.
1: Almost like the producer said, well, you have to have a scene like this.
0: Yeah, and it's because it's very good exposition for your main character to be like, well, I don't really like killing everybody, Reginald. I don't know what to do. Greg,
2: I want j- to I w- I say, your John McClane is, is spot on.
0: <laughs> um, I, I'm i not blown away by, by this duo. This is the yeah. one where we're
1: on re-watching And I loved Die Hard more than I thought I could on the rewatching, but this is the part, this is the relationship where I was like, "Eh, I don't like this as much as I used to. And
0: it's just, it doesn't make any sense. He's trying to hide. Why would you be actively on the radio being like, I don't know, I've been climbing in some vents. I can't figure it out.
2: You don't think it's more Godfather than John McClane? <laughs> no, no, it's spot on John McClane. It's
1: exactly don't what I... am trying
0: to take away.
1: Do you think Marlon Brando would have made a better this John This is what McClain? happens
0: when I don't fucking have the points to hold over your head. I can, also yeah. get into yeah, I can say whatever I want right I now. I am still the captain. It, I already know I'm not your friend. <laughs> you've, you,
2: you've got the double of not having points and knowing that he is not your best friend. So he's just going to come at you hard. The next nominee, and I'm going to assume this is
1: Tom Hanks and not whatever the kid's name was, Tom Hanks and Billy from Big.
2: Yeah. Okay. This was a... a, There's a lot of relationships in this movie, but large Tom Hanks and this small kid somehow are the most adorable. Like, it's very much like... You can see a lot of people in the movie confuse them as, like, father and his young son. Yeah. And they they find that delightful every time. They yes. start laughing every time. And it makes me think of, like, when I was a kid, if I had, like, friends who were, like, like, not quite adults, but, like, older. Like, when I was, like, 10 and I had a uh-huh. friend... You from, hang out with people that are older than you? Yeah. <laughs> crazy, right? That's gross. Super gross. What are you, a meth head? Don't yeah. But, here? like, when I was, like, 10 and had a friend who was, like, 16 or 17 and could drive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah! This, and, like... There's, like, a weird imbalance, and those two people played it off delightfully.
1: If you were 10 and you had a friend who was 16 or 17 that could drive, you are definitely a meth head. Like, oh, yeah. That's a fact.
0: Yeah. Everybody the one th- scene with the two of them that uh, watching as an adult was a little bit different than watching as a kid is they go to this sleazy motel, mm-hmm. oh, and man. it's Tom Hanks and, a like, a 12-year-old child, and Tom Hanks is like, one room, please, and the guy's like, all right, right. Like... <laughs> Wait, don't you? Kinda, Aren't there questions yeah, there? Yeah, don't like it's just weird because it's an adult man and a young boy. Don't you think like don't you have you want to give them a room because don't you want to ask the kid what's going on? He's a child.
1: On our episode where we did big, we talked a lot about iconic scenes, and theirs is the snot rockets uh silly, silly string. Yes, but I think the real one is I'm still six months older than you, asshole. Yeah, like when yeah. they confront each other at the end. Yeah, that's the Billy and Josh scene.
0: That is a good line. I'm six months older than you.
1: Uh, Your next nominee is Mei and Totoro from My Neighbor Totoro. And this is a child endangerment scene because she gets on the top of a big beast and just fucks with him while he's sleeping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know for sure that she's allowed to just jump on this thing and stomp on its chest.
2: She's just a fearless small child. And
0: I think he responds to that. I think, you know, if you walk up to Totoro and you just like casually touch him and you're like, you're not sure if it's okay or not. He probably eats you.
1: But I think the reason that this is a nominee, I want to point out Satsuki and Totoro, because they hang out a lot. But yeah. it can never be like Mei and Totoro's relationship. Yeah. Right? Like that's the one.
2: Yeah. And and this is very much a like it's delightful because May is delightful. Yeah. But also there's a a very nice sort of, like, paternalistic. Like, whenever you see, like, a big dog who's friends with a small cat, uh-huh. it was very much that attitude. And I was like, yeah, I would, I would like pictures of this on Instagram. That's <laughs> the thing is that
1: Totoro, half asleep, looks at me and says, not only is she not a threat, but I will protect her through anything for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good relationship.
0: You were taking a nap. You open up your eye halfway, and you're like, oh, I love this thing forever.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's how I got married. And your final nominee is Satsuki and May from My Neighbor Totoro.
2: That's an on-screen duo. That is an on-screen duo, and it is it, if there's one duo that is more delightful yeah. than May and Totoro, delightful. It is Satsuki and May because they are like I think we addressed this in the intro. They are when I cried a little. Yeah, <laughs> <like> and <they're, laughs> Taylor had to point it out. <laughs> yeah, they are like just they're sisters who love each other so much. And, like, they still argue. They still bicker. Yeah, they bicker and fight. But, like, even in those moments, you see that they love each other so incredibly much. There's just... Yeah, there's
1: this weird thing that, like, movies don't really show about siblings, where it's just, like, matter of fact, we're partners for life. You know? And, like, so often in movies, siblings are, like, arch enemies or out, like, to, like, get the will before the other person gets the will. And these two... Have the perfect sibling relationship. Well, I'm gonna say that a bunch of times. In even this episode. though
0: they're they're little girls, can't you see they're gonna grow up to be like very different adults? Oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Very different worldviews, and but they'll always be bound together, and they'll always understand a little bit more about the world because their sister has like the opposite view. And but really, what it comes down to is that they get in their new house and they're like, "Let's go search for spirits!" And they're yeah. just like running around screaming. Man, it's so true.
1: Even though they're scared of spirits, let's go find them. Oh my god, they're there! Yeah,
0: and then we'll scream when we see them.
1: Kids. That's it. Those are the five. What's the winner, guys?
0: All right, the winner is. Sorry, I got it here.
2: Crinkle, crinkle. Boil did, and wrinkle. Taylor
0: did good. Crinkles. It's hard to. It's hard to match his <laughs> crinkles. Everybody.
2: They call me Mr. Crinkles. And the winner is John McClane and Hans Gruber. Wow! Congratulations. All right, I'm starting to feel a. There's a there's a there's a runaway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe not for that know. tournament but for the awards A like... momentum is building yeah. yeah well and it what does it portend we're all if, if if these are our votes if we love the actors if we love their partnership what does that indicate for the movie The going Naked Gun is going to take the whole thing down The done. Naked Gun yeah. could still do it Don't sleep on the Naked Gun everybody when we come back it's going to be another one of our world famous battles <laughs> Hey guys, just briefly interrupting here to lay down some very smooth commercials. If you were on the internet, which I am many times, go on over to yourpopfilter.com. That is your central hub for all the things we're doing. You can get our podcast and see what we're up to on that website. Taylor, yes, tell the folks about the amazon.com.
2: If you'd like to shop on amazon.com, you should instead go to yourpopfilter.com slash amazon. Buy all your things through there, and it helps us out a little bit with no extra work from you other than just going to that extra little bit at the front of the url
0: that sounds like a dream ryan youtube
1: yeah make sure that you're going to youtube if you like listening but it's there's not enough for your eyes to do we totally understand go to youtube search for your pop filter and there's a lot of skitsies and bitsies on there that have visuals as well
0: wow that sounds amazing social media you can find us on twitter.com at your pop filter or also now available on Instagram hey, hey, hey. at Your Pop Filter. Check us out on the social media. Taylor, contacts.
2: If you want to contact us, you can contact us at contact at YourPopFilter.com. If you like the show and you want to tell us how much you love it, or if you really hate the show and you want to tell us how much you hate it, send us that. Or if you want to call us on a phone, you do that at one 562 Pop. DGA Pop. Uh, that's 1562DRDJPOP. He's our little robot associate, and he takes our messages for us. One of his hands is a... Spatula. His other hand is a...
1: Spatula maker.
2: Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, so he's always got extra hands.
0: <laughs> All right, well, those are the commercials, guys. Let's get you right back to that show. Round one, battle
2: three.
0: My neighbor Totoro versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: There's, there comes a time in every, uh... Moody season finale where you really have to go over what it means to win and move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best movie of the time, like uh, emblematic of the time. Uh, How does it hit you? This one, and this is a movie that I grew up on versus a movie that I saw for the first time in the bracket. And this one, this Battle of Rabbit looking things uh uh-huh. is rough stuff.
0: One of these movies yeah. is entirely animated. The other one is only partly animated. That's true. Try to at, deny How that. does that influence your votes?
2: Uh, listen, I still to this moment do not know. This is, I said I've talked a lot of shit in the intro and said that I knew it exactly. Kind of been an asshole the whole yeah. night. Yeah. And I said I, I knew exactly how all of these would go. I do remember that. Uh, this is the one where I am the least sure. About your vote or about the group vote? Both. Uh, like these two uh, I love very, very much both in different ways, but in like a very similar way. So I can't, it's not even comparing like Akira versus the Naked Gun. This is like, I, these are just delightful and they bring me joy. It's very
0: much the animated traditions of one con- country and culture versus yeah. another. Because yeah. even though only part of Who Framed Roger Rabbit is animated, the focus, of course, is on our relationship with animated characters insofar as it's not dealing with. Racism and and, and race relations. But if you look at... gave us, like, a whole visual language to understand, like, beautiful, emotional Japanese movies. If
1: aliens came down and watched uh, the opening scene of Roger Rabbit, the kitchen thing, and then the scene where um, the two girls in Totoro were looking out the window and watching, like, rabbits slowly jump over, Uh or, like, fictional things jump over a garden and making it grow, you would think that those are two different species that created these two arts.
0: Yeah. And one of them... The one with the kitchen scene was probably like in really bad shape.
2: Yeah, (laughs) like they they probably are like we we're gonna fuck off from this planet. Do you you attack that planet first? No, or last? No, you You stay stay away away from that planet because they're fucked up. We're quarantining that planet like we're sending out a page. I think don't go there.
0: Part of what we do on this show is we look at these movies from a bunch of different perspectives, right? Like we don't, there's not one right way to pick a winner, one versus the other. One way I want to focus on now is if I said we are going to watch a movie and you have two choices right now, what movie do you want me to put on between these two? That's not the only way to evaluate a movie, but it is a way.
2: What one are you more excited to
0: watch?
1: It's 100% Roger Rabbit.
2: Yeah, right? I I disagree. I think I would rather watch it. Like if you're asking me right now, I would rather watch Totoro. Yeah, why? I I Just because I feel like... Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a great movie that I love a lot but I think it there is more to Totoro and I, I it makes me think more yeah that I agree with but that that's the same
0: thing as saying you want to see it right now though
2: yeah uh, yeah because okay. I uh, well I guess I'm thinking of it because I've seen both of these movies recently. Yeah. And so I'm like I don't need a refresh on Roger Rabbit. I got everything that I needed from one viewing of that movie. Yeah,
1: okay. I kind of feel like this is a great short story versus a great poem. Yeah. And what are you in the mood for more? Yeah. And what do you want to be in your background more? And like what like what kind of zone are you in which like you said this is not the best way to evaluate movies, yeah. but it's definitely a way. Yeah. And
0: it helps get at the heart of how you really feel about it. I, I will say one thing that resonates with me that you said, Taylor, is, and especially in the context of these movies that we pick for movies of the year, I get who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I, I haven't had a question about what that movie means in a really long time. There are elements of Totoro where, like, I don't quite understand them and because of that I f- I do find it a little bit more engaging and a little bit more see, fascinating.
1: I mean, is that true because is your opinion of your own brain true because I think that we had sat on Roger Rabbit for so long and then rewatching it, we found it to be way more complicated, way closer to Chinatown than uh entangled. Yeah. than we ever thought it could be. Or tangled. What was the Rapunzel Disney movie? Tangled. Tangled, sorry.
0: I do, th- I do think it was deeper than maybe I had thought about it beforehand. But I, I do feel like right now I can say I – ca- I feel like I kind of get that movie. It, I, I yeah. don't have anything more to learn about it the way Taylor said. And Totoro, it's just not it, – that's not the same thing. I don't feel like I could tell you what every element of it means.
1: The other thing too is that uh, looking at it from a filmmaking standpoint, it's like uh, they, they created these two hours and what is crazier, right? Just like simply what is crazier? And Totoro seems simple, but that was a crazy movie to make. Yeah the the way the art style works and how they did the cell uh, the cell by cell drawing on top of like paintings and stuff. But Roger
2: Rabbit, like what it took to make that movie, is definitely influencing my vote. It. I agree, but I also a thing that is playing in my mind is the fact that Roger Rabbit, you can see the strings occasionally. And do we knock it any for that?
1: I mean, it's from 1988, though. Like, you know how... As a
0: movie from 1988, it looks it, better. Like, yes. At, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit looks better than the Cats movie. Is yes, going to that, look. that is very true.
2: <laughs> but but there is a part of me that's like, they they did an incredibly impressive thing, but watching it in 2019, there are no... like. Totoro looks exactly as good today as it did then. There are bits of Roger Rabbit that I I disagree with. But again, it is shooting for a higher bar. Yes. I mean, going back to the bar thing, I feel bad. I
1: don't want to shit on Totoro. Yes. You know, like, it feels like that. If I'm voting for Roger Rabbit, then, like, Totoro sucks. That's not true. It's just that when I look at the two movies together, only if they're paired together, Totoro seems more, like, to me, like something that would be on Nick Jr., and Roger Rabbit seems like, I love the matter-of-fact way that they went into this world and treated it as real as possible. See,
0: I kind of disagree with that because you couldn't have anything as laid back on Nick Jr. as Totoro is. That, that's really, like, yes. this movie is so calm.
2: And now and it's like, sitting, hey, how are you? And you know yeah. what? I think that's another reason that if you ask me right now which one I want to watch, I want to watch Totoro because it's calm and it it, in Roger ways, Rabbit's
1: more like your real life.
2: Yeah, it, it, like in ways, Totoro feels safe, and especially now, I'm like, I want something that is calm and lets me just like not feel bad. It is
0: interesting that uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a movie all about cartoons, and '88 is a year in which Japanese animated cinema is like basically taking off, and there is no recognition of the fact that there is any anything like a. Cartoon outside of the United States and Who Framed Roger? Reveal. Yeah, just I don't know if that means anything, but it is interesting. For like Japanese movies, really weren't in the zeitgeist in '88. You didn't even consider them, you and, know, even if you made a movie about animated movies.
2: And talking about the cultural impact, I think these these two movies might be even evenly matched because Totoro is like I still day to day see people in like Totoro hoodies oh, and yeah. like. Like, it is it is one of the most, like, influential, like, images of, like, Japanese culture on America. And see, yeah, I
1: don't think that Who Framed Roger Rabbit's there, but, like, if that's what we're going to judge on is, like, what what are goth kids wearing? So I guess Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas is the yeah, best movie of all time. It is. <laughs> but I, I still feel um, Roger Rabbit's influence in films yes. today because of the mishmash of genres and the, the attempt to uh, bury... Sometimes, ever so slightly, you know, like yeah. I don't know how deep Roger Rabbit gets, but it's still buried a little bit of uh, very serious stuff on, like, on top of very wacky stuff.
2: Yeah, and Roger Rabbit has the advantage of like this is the first Black Panther. Yeah, it okay.
1: It has for it, real. Like Black Panther, yeah, Oakland stuff. I don't know if that
2: would be there if it wasn't for Roger Rabbit blazing the trail. Uh, but it also has the advantage of doing. It, it laid groundwork for things in the, in the future, but also did a thing that really hasn't actually been done again. like Since? Yeah, like Space Jam is the only other real example Like cool I can think of.
1: Space Jam would take down this entire tournament. Let's, oh.
0: let's keep all that in mind as I ask for your votes. I think I know how it's going to go, but that's not how voting works. You don't just say, I think we know how it's going to go. Ryan, what are you putting forward? Is it going to be Totoro or Roger Rabbit?
1: I love Totoro. I loved... Not watching it so much as having watched it and just thinking about it constantly, but it's who framed Roger Rabbit?
0: Taylor. <sighs> it is worth noting one of the movies that we really love is, is leaving in this match. Right. Yes. So like, no one is saying they don't like one.
2: Like, this is, this is going to hurt no matter what I pick. I think I am picking My Neighbor Totoro. And I think I am as well. Son of a bitch! I'm Ryan. Son of a bitch! You do not know how... Like, I decided just now when I announced it, which one I was picking. I
0: just can't say that I like Roger... Who Framed Roger Rabbit more than I like this movie. Like, I just... I I feel like that's the right answer, maybe. Especially for a bracket specifically about 88. But I I just... I'm not... I can't do it. I'm not prepared to do that. If
2: if there's a wild card spot in the finals, uh, we should throw Roger Rabbit in there. There is not. But what there is... (laughs) Is a new award
0: when we come back.
1: There's so many ways that we try to replace the Oscars, but the biggest one is the most important award of the night is character... You most want to
2: hang out with.
0: This is the most important award. Yeah,
2: we we say a lot of of talk about the importance of all of the awards. This is the number one. Like if you were going to take one home and you never won another award, uh-huh. you never worked in Hollywood ever again. It's, this is we want to hang out with. Exactly. Yeah. Oh,
1: best supporting actor. Oh, you were the lead of a movie and you still did a good job. Great. Doesn't matter. This because is who you we want to hang a, out with.
0: You can do a great job being whatever character you were. And we would just be actually vile and we don't want to hang out with you, like Tom Cruise from Rain Man. But no, who do we want to hang out
1: with? And who would like to hang out with us, too, goes yeah. into it. like Who would like gel with us? Your first somebody is Benny the Cab from Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
2: Love this guy. Listen, you never need a designated driver.
1: That's the thing is that once you're friends with him, once you're hanging out, can you also ask him to drive you places? Because you know he's going to get drunk, too.
2: Yeah, that yeah. guy parties. That's one thing. Like you're, You
0: don't want your car to be drunk. <laughs>
2: Oh, you know what? That is fair. But uh, you, like, I feel like he drives so well, and he's very explicit in the movie, that he like, he's like, let me drive. I'm the car. Yeah. And, and so like, if you're going somewhere, you got to get there. And he's like, what, what are you going to call a cab for? Get in. I'm driving. I'm uh, the car.
1: I think the world was rocked. And it, like, it hurts me at this point to talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit because of you two fucking villains. But yeah. uh, if we may for a second, uh, the world was rocked by Baby Herman. He's got that voice. He's smokes a cigar. He's a baby. But Benny the Cab should have been the breakout supporting star of the movie. Yeah.
0: yeah I thought we were going to see him in other movies, you know, just like as a leading man. He
1: got to lead a Disneyland ride. That's, That's pretty true. cool. That's true.
0: You basically climb inside him. It's fun. Your
1: next one is Billy. I'm six months older than you, asshole. I don't know his last name from
2: Big. That There's a couple of great things about this. One.
1: He knows how to chill with older men.
2: Exactly. So you don't <laughs> have to break him in on that one. <laughs> He know he, he knows he knows how to handle himself. A lot going on here. Uh, a C, he is uh, he really takes charge. like uh-huh. he, he's with an adult man. he's like, I will rent the room. Sure. I appreciate that because I am a man who does not like to make decisions. There is that dynamic in that movie.
0: If one of them were going to become an adult, it w- if it were him, he just would have like gone about his life. Yeah, that would have been it. But it was the wrong one. It was the one that was still basically a child. I think they did that on purpose. Plus,
1: he is, like Benny the Cab, so resourceful that, like, whatever I need in the Hangout, he's going to go handle. I like that in a Hangout. Yeah.
0: He knows exactly what things you should get if you just want to have, like, a little bit of mad money. Yeah, he's Silly like, string, for sure. Like
1: Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. Like, <laughs> he just knows how the streets work. Your next nominee is Canada from Akira. He, listen, this guy
0: fucking sucks. How did he get so high up here?
1: Because he's got a bitchin'
2: ass motorcycle.
1: Oh yeah, is he gonna let you drive that motorcycle
2: though? I, uh, I mean, maybe. But there was
1: somebody who like sat on it for two seconds the whole, and they made fun of him.
2: The whole reason
0: Canada is a hero in this movie is because he's like, no, this Tetsuo is supposed to be my bitch. Yeah. He's not supposed to get uppity, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna take him out. This guy is such a dickhead. He's, can we he's out? Can, can we
1: make Canada our Tetsuo, or do you think he would make us his Tetsuo? Uh, sure. I know us.
0: He's the leader of that gang because what he does is he make, he subjugates everybody to yeah. his will. And even if you become a fucking superhero monster, he won't give up, even though he's just a 17-year-old boy. Here's,
2: here's what I think to say in, in uh, defense of him being on this list. Yes, he is a huge dickhead, but he does have a cool motorcycle. He does have a cool motorcycle. And I feel like you do see at at points in the movie that yeah, yes, he is like in charge and he's kind of a dickhead to these people, but he also is like extremely defensive of these people. Yeah. And like if if you are his friend, he's like he will go to bat for you. Like he, he is, will he will fuck people up for you. I think he is
0: very much the Japanese economic 80s concept of a boss. Yes. Like he is supposed to be unquestioned. And he'll do whatever it takes to establish his will, because that's what's best for everybody, because he naturally has the instincts to be a leader, even yeah. if he is just a child. The whole second yeah. half of the movie Akira is all the armed forces of Japan trying to deal with an issue, and then also one 17-year-old boy. Yeah, <laughs> against
1: Tatsu, the most armed force. That's ever <laughs> <laughs> when you guys hang out with them, and you're like telling jokes and stuff, do you like Canada Like, be big and broad? And make like big jokes so You like Canada
2: dry God fucking damn it I didn't who's know where the, he was going Who's but the I next?
0: feel the energy Of that coming <laughs> Who's
2: who's the next nominee? It's cause my eyelids twitch Yeah You guys see that
0: You give yourself a lot of runway You like slow everything down
1: uh, Your next one is Messenger Man From Beetlejuice The guy who is uh, Super flat And slides God, through walls
2: How the fuck this guy get in there's not a bunch okay yeah look i i think what we found out is that movie characters suck and we don't want to be friends with them.
1: also there are i think what you two are finding out is that there are voters other than you two
2: Uh uh-huh i mean yeah but also fuck this guy
0: this guy's whole deal is he got like run over by something or fell off a building and he says he's feeling pretty flat. Uh-huh. It's like hanging out with it's Ryan hilarious. all the time. No, yeah, like I mean, If I was thin for once. <laughs> Finally I can slip between the jam of a door.
1: <laughs>
2: Ryan is always saying yeah. that. Yeah. To be fair.
1: And your final nominee is, and this is a slight cameo. Watch out for it. Keep your eyes open. From the naked gun, it's a weird owl who lands on a
2: plane. Okay, listen. Weird Al
0: asked himself, right?
2: That's yes, yes. Weird Al, "You know what? I want to hang out with Weird Al so much." Here's but the... do you think that he that he would like you? Yes, I I truly that's believe that's the problem with you though. I truly believe that Weird Al would like hanging out with me. Here's the deal.
0: Weird Al seems like he'd be a lot. <laughs> you know, like I really enjoy listening to his music. I enjoy listening to his music. But <laughs>
1: Those were the two same things, by the way. Your list was two of the same thing. I
0: well, no, I, I modified really enjoy. I see. To enjoy. But he seems like he could really tire you out, you know?
1: I think he loves bits to the point where, oh, man, Weird I'm just saying, like, do you want lasagna or not? Like, could we just not have a, oh, he has a song about lasagna, and now he brings uh, uh, out his
2: accordion. And you know what? I, I like hanging out with a guy who owns an accordion. You guys are stupid. This guy's great. Well, Don't luck. lump me in with him. He's the greatest. He's in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. Oh, and Greg wasn't a part of that. And Greg is not in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: How could somebody who's just on the show be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame? That How was... could somebody even achieve that? That seems like it just by be going on vacation for a long time. <laughs> go missing in action. That's
1: fucked up. If Greg, if put disappeared, me in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> would he go in the Hall of Fame?
2: I'll, I'll leave. I right think now. at this point, no. Right? Like yeah. we can't give in to
1: his demands.
2: No, it, it, we don't negotiate with. Terrorists. I showed my I showed my cards there. Uh, are there any more nominees?
1: That's it. You got Benny the Cab, Billy from Big, Canada, Messenger from Beetlejuice, and Weird Al from The Naked Gun.
2: All right, gentlemen, I have with me the envelope. Prove it The sound. There's so much crinkling. This one I'm going to have to rip. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Keep the old Is it La La Land? Ooh. He's really going
0: crazy on that. Wow. It's deep in there. There's, there's a
2: lot of packaging. Yeah. It's triple layered.
1: There's no envelopes. Taylor's the best at making envelope noises I've ever seen.
2: (laughs) All right, fellas, your winner is, for person we would most like to hang out with, from the naked gun, it is Weird Al Yankovic. No other nominee is in the Pot Filter Hall of Fame.
0: This is going to be so awkward when he comes around. And i said that whole thing about how he seems like <laughs> yeah, you Yeah,
2: gotta, you got to really erase that part Taylor, of the show. Taylor but. and I are going to be
1: like, did you listen to that show? And he'll say no. And then we will tell him everything that you said.
0: Catherine O'Hara going to be like, don't worry. The same fucking thing happened to me. When we come back, the last battle of this, our first round. The last matchup of the first round is Beatle Juice versus Big...
1: Again, I said this in the episode that we covered Beetlejuice. I like Beetlejuice.
2: I liked it.
0: (laughs) I would like to say, for the record, I enjoy the movie Beetlejuice.
2: Yeah. You know what? Beetlejuice is a good movie.
0: I think that's why it's on this list. Are you saying that because you feel like maybe it's time for Beetlejuice to skedaddle going into the afterlife of these movies. I think
1: that if we look at all of the aspects that make up The Moody Winner, uh-huh. Big has got it. Like the idiateness, the iconicness, the stand-up stands
0: up to the test of time. Do you want to see it right now? Yes. Yeah. I think
1: that Big might be the Dark horse, maybe not-so-dark horse contender for bo- movie of the year.
2: It's got potential statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. Instead of Beetlejuice.
1: We're... No, that also has potential statutory rape.
2: Actually, yeah. So those are even on, on it that. Tries track.
1: to marry a 16-year-old yeah.
0: girl. It's uh, And it, it feels very much like Mary is in quotation marks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm going to wife her. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which is a very, that's a very Beetlejuice thing to say. Uh, I, Beetlejuice is a fine movie. I think it did a lot of things that are very interesting, but it is definitely, it's a low budget film. And you see that and not all of the parts of it are firing on all cylinders. I think it's
0: very interesting that they were like, we have no budget to make this movie. So we're going to make it an homage to low budget yeah. movies by not having any budget to make the movie look or sound good at all.
1: And I just feel like that all the stuff that I can bring up that is still great about it, I I have reservations about all of them. Like, I would still argue for this movie. Yeah. But I think that there's a large group of people who fight for this movie who have probably not seen it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And are, like, not fighting with fully ammoed guns.
2: Yeah. This movie is a good movie, and I do really enjoy watching it. But big... The biggest thing against it was the specter of it's 2019 and this is an adult with a a man in an adult's body who is a Uh child. But even that, the big doesn't... It plays very well with it and it doesn't end up harming the movie that much. It either
1: is the greatest skater of all time, like dodging all of this stuff. Or I
0: mean, that's really what it is. Knew what
1: 2019 was going to be like and said, like, well, I don't want people talking shit on me then. And then, like did it all big
0: does a very good trick where when our 13 year old hero actually is going to have sex with an adult woman it's all turned into just him touching her boob for one minute but then the next like three minutes of the movie are a montage over which they obviously have a relationship that spans months but doesn't put that in our face yeah yes but they are they're fucking... They're definitely banging a lot. Yes.
2: I, th- I think the advantage that Big has is it was directed by a female director yeah. who's like, I know how to handle this better. If, the- if Big had been directed by a man, it would be abhorrent. We would not be able to watch this movie in 2019. Or if it
1: was directed for not mainstream audiences, we would have to deal with way more than we ever yeah. wanted to. But here, we have to deal with more than we ever asked for. But still, not enough to make it a not like it's still a mainstream movie. Yeah, I think it's kind of perfect in that way.
2: And it it is outside of all of that stuff. It is a very good movie. Yeah, like it is a very enjoyable. It's funny.
1: Tom Hanks turns out like he's got what it takes.
2: Yeah. ultimately, I think Beetlejuice
0: was not consistent enough. Yeah, it, Beetlejuice didn't know who it wanted its main characters to be. It didn't know what it wanted its major points of contention to be. Yeah, it felt like at different phases of making the movie there were different ideas behind what was happening. And I did read that the script, the original script was very different and much more like horrific than the final product of yeah. the movie. Yeah. And it has that feel to it, it has to feel like it was constantly evolving. And then they get to the end of the movie and I still maintain that there is not enough visual evidence to suggest what actually happens at the end of the movie or why it yeah. happens, like what the import of it is. Uh, and there's so much of Beetlejuice is just like, ah, oh, it's, it's charming. It doesn't have to make sense. You don't have to yeah. know what's it's, going on.
2: It's also a movie where, like, the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie and then the last, like, 10 minutes of the movie are, like, one conflict, which is just, like, these people don't want these this family living. And then, like, the middle chunk has, like, a, an entirely different conflict, which is this guy Beetlejuice is bad. So maybe, <laughs> I
1: don't know if this is hacky to say at this point, but, like, maybe, like, 10 episode Netflix show would have been better where you can like have all of the ideas that
0: you want yeah and the then arcs kind of like, kinda, like yeah. eventually give in to each other um, yeah it, it I think at parts it wasn't clear if the Maitlands were supposed to be the protagonist or if Lydia was supposed to be the protagonist or if Beetlejuice for some reason was supposed to be the protagonist I don't think it's clear that what the hell Beetlejuice even really is uh, there's not a consistent yeah. spelling of his name I think it's a lot like uh, Star Wars
1: episode 4 a New Hope. Star Wars.
0: <laughs> You've heard of it? Okay. Uh, that's a
1: bunch of ideas that are thrown out, and then it all sort of just gels somehow. And like, even watching it now, even saying, like, sure, I base my life around this one movie, and it's not a big deal. Uh, but th- it was accidentally perfect. I think that Beetlejuice was accidentally good. You can feel that. like It just happened to be good. All these ideas sort of gelled into good, but not great.
2: I think if you named the movie Beetlejuice anything other than Beetlejuice, you would say, what the fuck is this dude doing in the middle of this movie?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also think that we can't sign off on Beetlejuice and and send it out before we point out that its soundtrack is absolutely bonkers. It's crazy. The whole beginning of the movie is just the ma- like the ma- married couple, the Maitlands, at the beginning talking to each other, and while they talk to each other, in the background is like weep, 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 pop, 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 weep,
2: weep. It's like it's like an ice cream truck that was uh, like entirely soundtracked by a one man <laughs> band who stands on top of the truck. Or if Danny Elfman was going in to score the movie and he got
1: ran into around the corner and it all got sh- like all of his paperwork got shuffled. And now it's just
0: random. Just play all the notes. It's time to pick a winner, everybody.
2: Who's it going to be, Taylor? Beetlejuice or Big? Well, in the Battle of the Bees, my bulge is going towards Big. Can I just say Big? Do I have to say all that stuff? No. You it's just, just Big. Okay, Big. Yeah. Congratulations
0: to Big. You're moving on to the next round. When we come back, we're going to do an outro, a little bit of a recap about what you heard on this show, and then tell you what's coming up next. So that's some signposting for you. Well, that is the end of the first round. Ryan, what movies are moving on to the second round?
1: Your final four are Die Hard versus Akira and My Neighbor Totoro versus Big.
0: So one of the four movies you just said there is the movie of the year. Yeah, one of those will be. And remember, I I don't know if it's always clear on this show or not, but like, our answer's definitive. Yes. Like, if you're having a conversation with your friends and you say to them, well, the movie of the year, 1988, was of course Die Hard, for instance, they can't say, oh, I don't agree with that because it's not in a matter of opinion. This is just
1: what we say from now on. That
0: is canon. We're making this a canonical pronouncement. Let me
1: ask you two this, and I, Mike's not here, so I'm nervous to ask I don't know how you're
0: going to ask you two. Uh you can just ask me. It's okay. Just yeah. look at me. So, Greg, I'm just going to talk to yeah, you Yeah, we'll now. shame him. We'll shun him for the rest of this episode and all of the next one. Oh, what man. is more likely,
1: that we have a finals that is no anime or anime on anime?
0: They are both equally unlikely. But, okay, what is more unlikely would be the anime on anime one.
1: Think so? Yeah. I don't know. This is th- These Japan people really threw this year for a
0: loop. Well, I feel like... 88 – the movies that really made an impression from 88 in American cinema were – it's not that they were shallow, but they didn't have, like, the multiple layers that the movies – that these are the best – Like an ogre. Like an ogre, yeah. Um, But I guess we'll have to tune in next week, Ryan, to see which movie is going to be 1988's movie of the year, and we're going to give out some more of these sweet awards, which – I'm hearing are sought after. Of course. Are you guys hearing that term associated with them? Yeah. Sought after. Uh, well, if, if you are seeking after your awards, you can get them.
1: Can you imagine being an actor in today's Hollywood and not having a moody on yourself?
0: That
2: would be embarrassing. Yeah. In, in today's Hollywood? Get out of here. <laughs>
0: be like, there's my Oscars and there's an open space that I'm keeping for something. I don't want to say what it is. Well, when you come back next week, you'll have this same group of three hombres. But we will be talking about what is going to turn out to be 1988's Movie of the Year! Wait, Greg, don't
1: fall down the hole!